What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is yet another wonderful edition of The B-Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I'm joined via Skype, as usual. We didn't try to use any other forms of communication use over the internet because, you know, Skype is the only reliable one, I guess. So one true way to communicate with us, um, with anybody in the internet. If only there was any other way. But here, here we are, Skype. And you're my co-host, Michael Vergar. Yeah. yeah. Michael Vergar. Right uh, here. Yeah. In the floor. Until, Not in the floor. Until, like, Zoom wants to give us, like, a sponsorship or something like that. Then, you know, we're using Skype uh, until then. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't count on Zoom. Unless you want to get your email hacked or something. Oh, do, do they hack your emails with all those backgrounds? It's not exact. Zoom isn't exactly the most secure thing out there, at least from what I've read. Oh, what about all those mobile games that like you download and they just ask for your, you just watch all these ads to get free stuff. Are those safe? Because that's what everybody wants. Free shit. Yeah. Speaking of free shit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Where I'm getting, we're getting those stimulus checks. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a, that is a segue. Did you get yours? Nah, I didn't have. Thing is, oh, the, yeah. actually, this year's the first year that uh, I actually ever gotten a refund off my taxes. Okay. And uh, from because from that point on, I just never really bothered to put my direct deposit info in there. Oh, so you'll get it. You'll have to wait to get a but, check. But boy, was it the year to not do that. So, no. <laughs> well, nonetheless, if you want it's, something for free, yeah. we have tons and tons of episodes, probably close to four hundred by now, right? Of City Wrestling Radio. Man, I mean, wasn't it like a year ago we did a hundred? How did how the hell did we manage? No, it wasn't a year ago we did a hundred. It was like two years ago. <sighs> what is time? Yeah, and but... it's and it's beginning to be a lot more weirder as it goes on. But check time. out all of our episodes or any new episodes at SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio or as Conrad Thompson wherever you get podcast. I don't know. He just says it like that. Yeah. Listen to how right I am and how wrong Corey is all the goddamn time. But I'm, I, I, I'm, <laughs> my predictions are more whimsical and, um, well, I, 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 I took yeah. a shot. You that's know what? A, that's exactly what wrestling is. Whimsy. It, it, it really is guys. And, uh, follow, like, share and subscribe at CWR four and five, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with city wrestling radio, especially on Instagram. Even though I sound like an old Damn man, when I, I felt like the oldest man when I said that. I was like, follow us on Instagram, where we post pictures. Yes, that's right, pictures. What was that? You stupid son of a bitch. Post pictures. Anyways, follow, like, share, and subscribe at CWR415. I guess we'll start with the news today, as per we usually do. Um, we have, you know, not uh, not not great, honestly. I mean, not, the news all the time. I mean, especially during these times. I like, mean, and, we, I remember what the hangman says: "No news is good news." Well, we got a, uh, a, a map, not a massive amount of news, but well, yeah, we do have massive amount of news in terms of impact and everything, but. Yeah, what the hangman said, no news is good news, okay. but got news, and none of it really that good. Nonetheless, uh, the first piece of news is something that I brought a tear to my eye this morning. One of the most recognizable voices in wrestling history has passed away. WWE announced today that Hall of Fame ring announcer Howard Finkel has died at the age of 69 years old. Uh, no cause was given uh, for his death, but his health condition has worsened over the years. Finkel's uh, was actually WWE's first employee after being hired by Vince McMahon Sr. in 1975 for then the WWWF, the voice of Madison Square Garden house shows, and he eventually became the company's 
uh, primary ring announcer until 2000 when Lillian Garcia and uh, Tony Schimmel uh, took over on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, you know, a voice that's synonymous with, uh, you know, among the best periods of wrestling for the WWE. Um, you know, you hear him throughout Attitude Era pay-per-views and Hulk Hogan era pay-per-views. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and like, he's just, he was, he's a synonymous voice and, you know, never, never replicated, uh, Often and tried, but among, never, among never. the all time, he's an all timer. He's an all timer. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's uh, super unfortunate when we heard when I heard about this this morning. Um, you know, we already came in today with a bunch of bad news from yesterday. We'll get into that in just a moment. But you know, just hearing about this, like I said, um, uh, Finkel was like one of the most iconic voices. Like it's something that, like when I think of WWE back in the day, I think of the World Wrestling Federation. You know, exactly. Hulk Hogan! The winner must kiss the loser's ass. Or the loser must kiss the winner's ass. You know, Rikishi, kiss my ass, man. Yeah, yeah. No, that that probably actually did happen. But nonetheless... Oh, it happened, Corey. (laughs) Oh, it happened. Uh, Yeah, no, so it's just, you know... Best best wishes to his friends, his family, you know. Yeah, his condolences fans. to the family, yeah. friends, loved ones, Howard Finkel. He will be missed. Uh, and, the yeah, Fink. He's been missed, you know. Every time you hear him, you're like, oh, yeah. 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 Like, whenever they trot him out for, like, any Blast from the Past Raw or, or that one Survivor Series where CM Punk won the title, even though they fucking made, made fun of him every which way they could because, you know, it's Vince. But uh, yeah. that's not. It's not about Vince. It's about Mr. Howard, Mr. Howard Finkel. Yeah, they'll probably they'll probably have a video package on SmackDown for him. You think? Yeah, yeah. They, you would think so. Like it's again, this is a bit morbid to think about, but then you always wonder the level of importance of this anybody anyone's death to WWE. Like you either get you'll either get a graph a simple graphic of just uh, of of you know when they were they were born and when they passed away, or you're just gonna get like a five minute package of how great they were, like Jimmy Snuka. Did Jimmy Snuka get a whole video package? They fucking they they rolled out the curtain for that guy, at least from what I remember. And I remember WWE getting a lot of hit sh- shit for it. Well, we'll get into all of that. We'll get into the dark side of the way. We'll... Into shit that WWE's got into and Jimmy Snuka. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the passing of Howard Finkel, like I said, condolences to friends, family, and fans of Howard Finkel. We'll see you someday, Fink. Anyways, let's continue with the news. Um, more bad news, actually, well, which was reported yesterday. Uh, everyone was fired from WWE. Not everybody, but a good amount. Uh, 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 Seth Rollins just went up to everyone and said, y'all suck. No, he didn't. Yeah. All right, he pretty much... Just to like a pat, let's just put a background in in this information. So there was a video call from Vince McMahon, deta- and he was pre- pretty much him and the company were detailing the impact of COVID nineteen on the company's finances, uh, and they more or less publicly announced the release of all. You want me to just name all of them? Because I have a whole list right here too. <clears throat> I can say it. Okay, go for it. Um, Kurt Angle. Uh, Aiden English, Drake Maverick, Keith Slater, Leo Rush, Carl Anderson, Eric Young, Luke Gallows, Kurt Hawkins, EC3, Mike Chioda. Yeah, after what, 31 years? 31 years. Uh, Sarah Logan, who wrestled Shayna Baszler one day. Uh, Rowan 
Primo, Epico, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, um, Zach Ryder, Noe, Jose, Rusev, and following the NXT talent, it's Diano Parazza, Alexander Jacek, or Jacek, uh, MJ Jenkins, uh, WWE Spanish announced team member Jerry Soto, uh, Josiah, uh, Josiah Williams, who uh, he was a, a member, apparently yeah. a member of the Content Innovation Lab. Yeah, I think I think he ran their NXT their uh, their Instagram. Yeah, and he also <laughs> did the theme song for Sean Spears, which is the best theme song in all of AEW. One of yeah. the best song. Uh, and Serena Deeb, Serena from the Straight Edge Society, you know, the yeah. shaved head lady. And um, well, she was actually Serena Deeb was not what she was not fired. She was actually uh, furloughed as along with like 10 other producers. Yeah. So did I list Kurt Angle there? Yeah, because Kurt Angle is considered a producer. So from what we gathered and what from what, uh, you know, what everybody knows. So I heard far, Kurt Angle right? was fired, right? Or let well, go. He's, considered, he's considered a producer, right? Like you would just you would think that he would just be furloughed until you know this whole situation kind of blows over. So among the people, among the producers who were uh, furloughed or fired, whatever report you may read, uh, among them were Billy Kidman, Fit Finley, uh, Shane Helms. Shane Helms. Do you have that list? Yeah. I- uh, a Steel, Serena Deeb, Kendo Cushion. Uh, Lance Storm, Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, who was furloughed on tax day. Uh, how ironic is that? Uh, Dave Fit Finley, who's been with the WWE since the WCW days. Pat Buck, Sean Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, and Shane Helms. Uh, another per- and that's and that is the list of people who pa- not passed away. Um, released. And you mentioned Rusev too, publicly. right? Yeah, publicly and. Well, I mean, this, t- talent. This, Talent's going to get, uh, uh, you know, released publicly. You know, we're not going to hear about like uh, Sarah, you know, in accounting, you know, getting let go. Yeah. So, though, so what's out there public? There could be way more from what was originally report, what's been reported, yeah. and it's it's not looking good for WWE. Not in terms of like their financials or anything. It's just. Just the whole perception. Like I know it's a broken record. How many times WWE just ends up looking real fucked in the in these type of situations? But like the amount of guaranteed money that WWE has, like I'll, I'll say this: here, it's an undisputed fact that their talent is like they have too many too much talent. Yeah. Um, to a point where had this had had there not been a pandemic going on, this would have been a little bit of a blessing for some talent, not all talents. Just to go out there and do something else, yeah. but the fact that they did this in the middle of an epidemic pandemic, and the amount of guaranteed money that WWE has been getting through that these TV deals and whatever way they do make money, it's it's fucked, man. It's it's seriously fucked because the main because according to like because on Twitter Dave Meltzer just straight up just said this is this is about their profit margins. This isn't about survival of the company because they can they would lose about probably about about 4 million if they kept that talent and that's how much goldberg got paid for the yeah i was going to say that's how much goldberg got paid for his uh his title run technically for the the two shows so i want you know to put two and two together i mean i could only wonder but and like so you, but you know what you, this is you yeah. know what this is is wwe's they had a lot of money coming in 
and they were spending way too much money than they, that they already, you know, they didn't have in pocket. They were spending money, I think, that they were like, oh, this is coming in. We have Saudi money coming in. It's and, to, and to add upon this, like, we didn't even talk about the whole, like, the Florida governor um, saying that WWE's, WWE is considered essential business after after the, uh, the, the Orange County Sheriff's Department had tried to shut down like WWE productions multiple times. And all it took was a conversation with the governor for, for WWE to, no, no, that's not well. what exactly happened. What I heard is that, um, they were trying to shut them down. And all of a sudden the Linda McMahon super PAC donated like $2 million. Well, that's the implication of the entire thing actually. But no, yeah, that she, that they did that. But then all of a sudden the next day, the governor came out and was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. Y'all, y'all are good. Well, it's just because the, the mayor, like he pretty much, he pretty much just flat out explicitly said that the governor had a conversation with Mitch McMahon and they straight up just said they, they, they deemed it, they deemed WWE an essential business and that's just mm. how it is. <clears throat> and once, once the information got out that Linda McMahon ran, is running a super PAC that promised Florida millions upon millions of dollars, like you could, you could pretty much just put two and two together in that, at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it it's it, it's it's one of those things. It's like you see and, all these people let go and the talent, I'm sure, you know, most of these guys aren't coming back, you know. It's completely dangerous for the talent to do any like if it's uh, I think I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Big ups to Roman Reigns, you know. He's a guy who's just not playing this dumbass game. He knows his he knows his value in the company. Like he's he recently announced that his wife is pregnant with twins. Hey, hey, hey. He'd rather just he'd rather just stay at home with his family rather than just be doing this dumb dumb fake wrestling shit for He for still a got it. Yeah. Big dog. It's Congratulations. It's, it's a uniquely fucked situation. Not not Roman Reigns having a wife that's pregnant with two kids. It's the the fact that like look at Rusev. This is a guy who donated twenty five grand to production workers only for him to be let go weeks later. It's, well, you know, guys like Rusev, I, guys like Rusev is gonna be fine. You know, he's gonna be he can go anywhere. He can go AEW. He can go New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, once it gets back on the gets back on track with everything. But you have to look at guys like you know Eric Young, EC3. Aiden English, you know, Sarah Logan too, you know, like where, where's Mike Kyoto? Like, I'm sure Mike Kyoto, actually Mike Kyoto will go AEW, no, just like that. They'll just be like, hey, you want a job in but, AEW? But isn't that like, but I feel like that's kind of like my main takeaway from these news is that everybody kind of just rushes to, everybody's just under the assumption that they'll go straight to AEW. Well, that's right not- for some people, but then it's, you got to look at AEW in a sense that they're operating well, first of all, they're kind of they're also they're not exactly, you know, making a whole lot of money starts to COVID-19 as well. Like yeah. they're they're also being a, like greatly affected by this business wise because, you know, they're not running any. They don't have a live gate. So they're right. Right. They're they're on a budget and they don't want to dedicate that budget to they just some merch that got laid out, you yeah. know, uh, not, not laid out, laid laid off. And so. And some of these people, like, I would just be honest, like, would probably not be, would just, it, it would also, it would also put AEW as well. Like, do you really need a Eric Young 
in AEW? Like, no. Do you no, really you don't. need No Way Jose in AEW? Like, I think AEW, like, and they made it, they made it very clear themselves that they really do have to be a lot more selective because you know they've seen what they did what tna was doing they've seen what wc wcw has been doing like they're they're a little bit more gun shy in regards to you know taking people now will they take will they take rusev oh yeah no any company should take any company other than wwe would be a fool not to take rusev i'd like to see rusev in new japan pro wrestling i'm just putting that out there oh yeah no uh Leo Rush, like he would be an amazing asset for AEW. Diana Parazza would be amazing for AEW. Even though I, if 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 I was a betting man, she'd probably end up in ROH. Yeah, because yeah. she'll get god level booking. EC three. EC three, just I think he could back, he'll probably back go, to Impact. I think, yeah, he'll probably go back to Impact. Same with uh, you know, Drake Maverick. They got already. They already got a smaller EC three in uh in AEW. Who goes by the name of MJF? Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, you know, and then you had uh, people, you know, coming out yesterday on Twitter. I think Drake Maverick was the one reacting. He was saying goodbye well, to everyone. That was his immediate reaction, yeah. and he was crying. Did he say? Did he say um, is he still in that tournament? Because, yeah, yeah. And he said these it's are his a, last it, matches. It, it, it's a round robin tournament too, so he faces everyone in that block. So he has like four matches to go. I, that's going to be real awkward. It's going to be real like he yeah. should, I remember I suggest like if he's, if again, I'm sure he's not, I'm sure he's very emotional. Yeah. I mean, he was very emotional in that. Twi- like, how could you not be emotional? What being in that video and watching that video? Well, also, but, you know, he's, it's funny. He's the first person he's facing Jake Atlas. I'm like, okay, I guess I know he's going to win that match. Um, oh. but yeah, it's, an unfortunate situation uh and then you got and just to make matters worse you got fucking seth rollins stop being negative towards wwe you can't even though they have no particular reason why they have a reason they should be doing this it's not a great reason but come on let's stop being negative like he might as well you know seth rollins well first of all he should just shut the fuck up because he's not making the situation any better, and B, he might as well just saying the he he might as well just saying imagine by John Lennon in front of his camera. You know, him I, him and Braun, they just they they know what to say to get them in the top spots, don't they? In WWE, I think Braun, honestly, I feel like Braun has learned his lesson because he hasn't said a single word about this entire thing. Yeah, but I feel like they were proud of Braun for saying that. Like, God, good on you, Braun. You did get work hard to get here, and, you, and you, then, you did that all on your own. But, but like his road buddies, EC3 and Drake Maverick, got laid off. Like he, he probably can't be happy about this. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, just work harder next time. Or change professions. Is he going to tell them? Is he going to tell? Is he going to tell all these guys work harder next time? Sorry, sorry. uh, Um, um, was it? I don't know. Leo Rush, work harder next time. EC3, work harder. Well, you know. Uh, But yeah, in English, I'm not. Drake Drake Maverick, pee your pants harder next time. And it's and it's it's the reason why it's such a terror. It's such a terrible look and such terrible yeah, timing is because definitely. there's not a lot of wrestling, other wrestling going on. Like there's no wrestling going on. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's just that there's, you're kind of just leaving them out to dry at this point, just yeah. so you can secure profit margins. Although I will say this, if there was no epidemic going on, man, some of these pandemic, guys would it's a pandemic. What? It's a pandemic. Oh, whatever. Pandemic, epidemic. There is a difference, Corey. Pandemic oh. regards the entire world. Anyways, if there wasn't a 
pandemic going on, then um, some of these guys would really benefit from working at some of the indies. Like you, I could see Sarah Logan really benefiting from, you know, even going to Shimmer or Stardom, you know, not Stardom, but uh, Shimmer or, uh, you know, WoW, just working with other talent outside of the WWE spectrum. And who knows? Who who knows? Once this, uh, once you know, this kind, the situation kind of simmers a bit, we they could very well come back. Damn, we're gonna have some stacked indie shows though if these guys don't come back to WWE. I mean, let's hope there are indie shows, Corey. There will be indie shows wherever they are. There will be indie. It's a shows. very fluid. It's a very fluid situation, Corey. Like there's, Michael, I, indie there's, shows. I'll say this. I'll say this about this whole pandemic. It's a very fluid situation, and I you don't really want to be dealing with absolutes right now because there's just again anything could happen in a matter of moments. We you know, will get through that's this. That's the kind of the nature of this situation, but you can't just say we. You can't just say we will. Everything will go back to normal because nothing. It won't. That's uh, that's the only absolute. I didn't, I didn't I'm willing say to that. Deal with I didn't say that. What, pandemic, I, what what I said? Yeah, it's not an epidemic. It's a pandemic. Um. What I was just saying is that whatever indie promotions are around, if these guys are all still available, they're going to get booked if they don't uh, outprice. That's them. just how, and so, and who know, and but then that's also not a guarantee. Also, I mean, look at guys like you, you, there are also some people who kind of just you know go into obscurity. Like look at like where is Ryback right now? Besides being He's doing a podcast. Or yeah, and his big guy podcast. Like where the WWE that? sucks for for he's, they fired all of these people. It sucks that they did that. They fired me too. Uh, where is uh, Sandow right now? Like it's you know the, he's on, oh he's on uh, NWA, isn't he? Yeah, it's just well, that's just by virtue of just more stuff going on as well, which yeah. kind of which kind of defeats the purpose of my point, saying it's not <laughs> a guarantee that you'll that you'll end up anywhere. Yeah, but. It's still it's still not a guarantee that you'll yeah. be a success outside of WWE. Yeah, where's Aiden English going to go? You know, I always I said that already, but you know, nonetheless, all these people let go. At least do not right now will not be getting paid by WWE. They are. and I wonder I wonder what the deal is for ninety day no compete clauses because it's not like there I, is none. There is none for the, these guys for NXT at least. Okay, well, so Deanna Prasa could show up technically on the may whatever whatever the next yeah. taping of um of uh, dynamite is or whatever nonetheless i'll uh i mean i could read some quotes from some of the people yeah. kurt hawkins like kurt hawkins he was also a guy who got laid off on this him and zach Ryder. and did you see cody rhodes make this gigantic post about zach Ryder? no and how that dude was the poster boy of just you know reaching for that brass ring per se yeah paraphrasing like he that guy could pro- is probably AEW bound because of how much Cody gushed over him. Um, I well, guess- I, can, I can see just Zack Ryder being that guy who literally just time and time again really believed he was going to reach that brass ring, and then he was the person. Like there are countless stories of how much that his his fall from grace after get, organically getting over was the single most demoralizing thing to that locker room at yeah. that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's a, here's a quote. Here's a tweet from Brian Myers at the Kurt Hawkins. He says, last time I got fired, I had a really funny tweet in response to it. Doesn't really feel appropriate today. I will say this. A lot of very talented people lost their jobs today. And out of this disaster, the pro wrestling community in all caps community will rise stronger than ever. Uh, Kurt Angle, he says, I wanted to say thank you to the WWE for the time I spent there. I made many new friends and had the opportunity to work with so many talented people. To the superstars, continue to entertain the 
WWE Universe as well as you possibly can. They're the best fans in the world. Uh, Rusev, he tweets, thank you all, Rusev out. Mike Bennett, he just he has a video. Like, but there's a couple. He's not. Thank God, I want this for a while. Who posted videos that I'm not going to translate? But uh, yeah. yeah, these cuts of, like and you know four million dollars. You you give Tyson Fury fifteen million dollars to do a match in Saudi Arabia, which which is you know Saudi Arabia probably fit the foot fitted the bill on that one significantly. But yeah, yeah. the amount of guaranteed money, it's it's not a good look. In fact. It's it's actually quite terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, these guys sent their contracts were like, oh, so they're still getting paid whatever their contracts. They're getting paid out for their contracts, right? I have not read that, and I can't. And I would be a little. I'm a little too gun shy to say whether or not that's because true. you hear about like uh, Luke uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson just signing these new big contracts. It's like. You yeah. think that, like, at least a lot of times you hear, like, oh, WWE's waiting till these contracts run out so they don't have to pay them their contracts out. Um, but so I wonder if, you know, so if they all got paid out, then, you know, that, that sucks, but at least they're getting paid out for their contract. But, and, yeah. uh, <sighs> at certain times, and so, so far, it's hard times, baby. Main, main roster cuts that they seem to be done for now. Well, yeah, for now. I mean, I mean, cut to what an hour from now. We'll see. Yeah. Um. So let's. On con- situation, just like everything else. Uh, let's continue. Uh, I guess we'll continue with uh, some more news. Yeah. This is a. Uh, this is a bit of a. Well, I wouldn't say positive, but I'll say it's night and day from whatever the hell is going on in, in this country. It's that uh, April fifteenth, uh, Japan. There was a meeting, I'll just read this off the Post Wrestling article by one Andrew Thompson of Post Wrestling. On April 15th, there was a meeting held at Tokyo's lower assembly hall featuring multiple representatives of promotions and companies in Japan to address the COVID-19 pandemic and the next steps that need to be taken for each of the respective promotions to move forward with their businesses. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Stardom, Pro Wrestling, Noah, All Japan Pro Wrestling, DDT Pro Wrestling, Diana, and Tokyo Joshi Pro were all represented represented at the meeting and there's Wait, a recap there's a place meeting. called pro wrestling diana well it's it's a it's a joshi wrestling promotion called diana it's you know japan i love i honestly i love it when promotions just are straight up words instead of initials i yeah i i would just love japan. if there was like pro wrestling susan or pro wrestling yeah. daryl uh, just going on with the article, they consulted with the Japanese Minister of Education, Culture, Sports, Science, and Technology, and former two-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Hiroshi Hase. Uh, there was a request made to have testing kits be supplied to protect the wrestlers and staff within the industry. A proposition was also made to have contacted contracted wrestlers be paid as full-time employees during this time period. Meaning, you know, I want to be EVP. <laughs> well, the same benefits that like an EVP of the All Elite Wrestling would get. Uh, both Hiroshi Tanahashi and Mayo Iwatani got to speak on behalf of their respective companies that are under the Bushi Road umbrella. Hiroshi Hase, Hase had the following to say after Iwatani and Tanahashi spoke their minds about the COVID-19 pandemic and how it was affected the economy in Japan. Uh, he says, thank you to the representatives of the professional wrestling industry for sharing their plight, as well as to for the explanations from official bodies today. There are measures we can enact to ensure enterprises 
promotions and wrestlers during these times, and I would like to continue to discuss them further. This situation will not last forever. Speedy and accurate testing, effective treatment, and medicinal development are all things the whole world is working together on. Professional wrestling has a huge and very important role in raising the flag of victory over COVID-19. I ask all staff members and all wrestlers to keep working to be in the best shape possible. So, yeah. It's Japan just all just all the governing bodies in Japan considering the fact it's despite like it's considering the fact that it's very beneficial that uh, the lower house minister of the Liberal Democratic Party is Hiroshi Hase who you know is a wrestler was a former wrestler it's uh you know it's a very unifying picture well did you hear uh did you read the quote Hiroshi. from uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi I'm looking for that right now actually yeah, so was I, I. people had it um because what he said is actually a complete contrast. Uh, we're gonna have. I'm gonna have. Our, we're gonna have our. Uh, yeah, gonna have our. I'm just gonna get the quote here. This is a. This is your Dave Meltzer minute uh, uh, notes. I, for, have you Have you found it yet, Dave? Have you? Let me see. Here. So what? So shuffling papers. Um. So what do you What do you try to say is um. Uh. Well. So, Okay. So basically, the gist of it. I'm legitimately looking for it. The gist of it was uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi came out, and uh, long story short, he was basically saying um, wrestling should be the last form of sporting event let open. And when you know, I got it. Yeah. Uh, while the events have been canceled, our wrestlers have been training diligently and maintaining their focus for an eventual return. Yes, not being able to wrestle does make a lot of us concerned for our livelihoods, but in the world of sports, shut. Uh, in the world of sports, be that baseball, soccer, or sumo, I feel that professional wrestling should be the anchor. I think it should be acceptable for professional wrestling to be the last sport to return to full activity. I want people to know that when professional wrestling is back, then and only then it means truly that Japanese entertainment has properly recovered. That is the words of a fucking ace go ace that is i feel like that he his views shine has set a shining example for the very well-being of the human race yeah like a true pro wrestling ace and it's just it's night and day it's really night and day how how uh japan just handles the situation in comparison to fucking dana white and vince mcmahon saying no you know what? This. They're top presidential advisors, okay? So you can't. I don't want to even get into that. But yeah, uh, Vince McMahon. He is he is part of the advisory board of how to quote unquote reopen America because that's what America is a fucking business. But no, so it, it was. It's you a businessman. You got a business. Man. Yeah. So a lot of it too was. It's a lot of people from different sports heads too. So you have like um, and Vince McMahon, uh, Roger Goodell. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> uh, uh, next piece of news, Michael. What else you got? Double or nothing's happening. Okay. Well, I knew that. I knew double or nothing was going to happen. I knew it was going. Everything's going to be fine, and we're all going to Vegas to see double or nothing, right? Well, AW double or nothing will air on pay per view. Okay. Las Vegas. What? So AW like so. They issued a following statement on Tuesday evening. AEW's Double or Nothing will be televised on pay-per-view as scheduled on Saturday, May 23rd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Additional details related to Double or Nothing, which was initially scheduled to be held at MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, will be revealed in the weeks ahead with features of the event event itself ultimately being determined by the latest guidance of national and global health authorities. 
Uh, fans who have already... Okay, now this is a pretty interesting one. Fans who have already purchased tickets to the May 23rd, 2020 show will be offered a refund via the point of purchase or have their original ticket vouched for admission to the event on May 29th, 2021, which is next year's Double or Nothing. Right. Uh, the AEW Dynamite show originally scheduled for Wednesday, May 27, 2020 in Las Vegas has been canceled. Fans who have already purchased tickets to the Dynamite show will be issued a full refund within 30 days by their financial institution. As illustrated in our mission statement, the safety and well-being of our fans. As illustrated in our mission statement, the safety and well-being of our fans and talent is always our top priority. AEW is grateful to MGM Grand Hotel and Resorts and everyone close to and within the AEW family, including fans, for their patience and understanding and sends thanks around the world to healthcare and other frontline workers who are answering the call to protect and serve their communities. Uh, yeah, AEW, I mean, Devil's Learn Nothing. They're moving forward with the show. I don't want this. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? They're, they're going to continue making wrestling. They want, I think this is, they're doing this because they need they just have this certain. I feel like they just kind of owe it to themselves to make a to get a pay per view out and for people to pay for it. It's just I can't. They got to make money. It's you know same reason why every. I mean that's. You would expect better from a from AEW, but you know this. It's still a business at the end of the day. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't support the decision whatsoever, and I don't think. And I. It's the. Le- I do not want to spend fifty dollars. Do you want to spend fifty dollars on <laughs> no. an arena show? No. no do you think? One. And I don't think it's going to be in a in a reduced cost either. Oh no! Uh, I think it's a bad idea. In it, fact, it I might. They, it could be a, a thirty dollars show, a twenty dollars show, a thirty dollars show. I could see. Again, and it's also it's a ways away as well. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Thing, there's going to be crowds because that's way too early for that to happen but it's just I don't know like events like this like yeah you're dynamite it's two hours long and there's there are relatively low stakes involved like you'll have your occasional title match there but then an empty arena match is an empty arena event on TV is going to be super different than one on pay-per-view yeah. like the exception of WrestleMania because I mean that was on a network this is I treat that like as a network special now than I would a pay-per-view because the price the price admission is way higher about five times higher to be exact so yeah they they are going forward with this um, not much to say on that end other than I I don't think it's a good idea yeah well, I mean, like I said, like I, uh, they have to, um, they have to make money somehow. They have to continue paying these guys somehow, you know, unless they're going to start furloughing people as well and start letting people go too. you know, what else are they going to do right now? And like you, it's not a guarantee that this event is happening either at all anyway. You know, I guess they just wanted to get this announced. Well, see- if it happens in Florida, it sounds like they'll be fine. I mean, Florida is not fine, but it's a, and rel- relatively speaking, sure. Like they'll and, be allowed to to do yeah. it. That's what I'm saying. It'll probably be at Daly's place, you know, home of Moxley Hager. And that sounds like a bar you'd go to. Like, hey, you want you want to go to Daly's place real quick? No, all right, all right, that's cool, dude. Whatever, it's fine. It's and like, and even then, like, what talent? So, is it just going to be the Florida talent? Well, I, they they would have to do it from two locations. They'd have to do a West Coast and East Coast. I mean, they would. Send... They won't be. But then you would think yeah. that what are they gonna are they gonna have like one half of the show take place in I don't the know tennis court that you see in being the elite. <laughs> you know, 
They've had some matches on there. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'll take, here's my $50. Like, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, who knows what the world's going to, what I'm going to be feeling like in about, at the end of May. And who knows, like, they might, they might fucking kill it. They might want to see what the hell Double or Nothing is, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And to think this could have been easily an opportunity for AEW to actually, like, you know, capitalize on the awfulness of WWE as much as I, like, as much as I always, like, say this. Like, they could have, they could have easily set an example of themselves alongside, you know, MLW, who's, Court Bauer said, like, he, he's not, they're not doing any tapings. They're not doing any of that stuff. Full stop. Like, AEW could be doing the same thing. And, they, and for the most part, they kind of did. You know, they, I think the difference between MLW is that ML, does MLW have people there like contracts of wrestlers the, the, yeah, to the extent to yeah. the extent of people that AEW has that they're paying? I don't know, but I know that I know a lot of them are paying are paying their talent the guaranteed money that they're owed. Yeah, and yeah. you know everybody's going to take a hit, and it's just a matter of whether or not, and it really shows. It's much much like all pandemics. It's a it's a it's a political one, and you're dictated by your reaction to it yeah. and you're going to be WWE or you're either going to be something else. Yeah. No. Or you're going to do Japan. Like that's just ways of the nature of how things go. Uh, yeah. Well, let's continue on. Uh, did you watch dark side of the ring this week? No, I didn't. No. Well, this week was the uh, episode of, uh, it was the Jimmy Superfly Snuka and the death of Nancy Argentino. What did you, what have you known about this case or this story? Uh, that Jimmy Snuka killed Nancy Argentino, but that was it. Well, at least, you know, convict was at least accused. Accused, yeah. Uh, so the the whole documentary was surrounded by the stories of uh, Lorraine uh Salome and Luis Argentino, which are both the sisters of Nancy, giving their stories along with Don Morocco, uh, Irvin Mushnick, who's Stan, who's Stan Mushkin's son, uh, paramedic who was on the scene, Carol Snuka, Jimmy's wife, was also in this. Uh, this is about the events that took place in Allenstown, Pennsylvania, um, when Nancy uh, woke up, or she didn't wake up the next morning, and she died due to head injuries. Um, I mean, it's you know dark side of the ring it's always it's another good week um you know the the one thing i could say about this that made a lot of uh a lot of things not look good is uh i guess there was one story where um vince junior which is what they called him back in the day vincent you know who we know as vince vince now um offered was trying to offer Nancy's mother twenty five thousand dollars. Right oh, yeah, now, no, this is a known story for a very long time. That, this uh, happened. Vince was trying to cover cover it up with, you know, money silence. Um, and Adam Clark and Kevin Arman, who were journalists uh, over in Ar- Allenstown, Pennsylvania, uh, started this uh, investigation thirty years later. Um, you know, and the guy who looked, I think, the worst in this was was besides Snuka and the WWE was the uh, police chief who was on, who was overseeing this case at the time. And so it just, it, sh- it shined a light on like just the general incompetence of this entire case. Yeah. Because of the people at the time, well, cause Vince came in when this all happened, Vince came in with Snuka and then they all walked out together back when it happened. And, um, you know, the people filming, they said, um, cause they had Sam fought too, you know, as you know, as a Tonga kid in this as well. 
And uh, he was saying that he was actually the one riding in the car with Snuka and Nancy on the way to Allenstown, Pennsylvania, which the alleged story was Snuka said she fell when she tried to use the when she tried to, you know, piss outdoors and she fell and she hit her head. And even though she continued driving, she didn't wake up the next morning uh, and said no one else was in the car. But uh, for some reason, 30 years later, the Tonga kid came forward. Uh, this is someone I've met many times. Nice guy, at least to you know in person. Uh, he said he was in the car, and um, you know he he never saw anything like that happen. And uh, so when they had the police chief sit down, he goes, "What would you do if I sat sat, sat you down here and said?" And the police officer's like, "What was somebody else in the car?" He goes, "Yeah, what if I told you that somebody else said they were in the car, dude?" This police chief started looking around side to side, up and down, left to right. He could not look the camera directly in the in the lens at all. Uh, you know, he just started acting really weird. Um, so, you know, it, it, I don't know. You know, it, not, there, nothing's, nothing's um, ever definite with that, but yeah. Well, it sounds like a very fine and peachy subject to play. <laughs> You know, it's a uh, well, it ain't it ain't the light side of the ring. Um, you know, the one thing I think uh, Carol Snook has said at the end of the show, um, and you know, she said about the Tonga kid. She goes, "I don't think these guys." She goes, "I think these guys are telling the truth." She goes, "But sometimes I don't think they remember the whole truth." So, I mean, that was his wife. I don't know. That was just what she said at the end of the show. So, you know, you, you, you know, of course, she would want to protect the legacy of her husband especially it happened before she was, you know, with him. So yeah, that was the dark side of the ring. I would suggest go watching it and continue watching it. What's uh do we have the schedule? It was one of the be- in re- in relation to all the other episodes. Do you think this was a, uh, it's, was- it's sad. Yeah. Um, I mean like, but then do you think it was good? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was well done. I mean, they're all well done. Um, but you know, I heard the after dark, they have that after show. I heard that one was really bad because they had what, like, Greg Valentine on there who or I don't know. They just had some people who knew nothing about the story and they just you know, were just like wrestlers just, at the time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, we we were wrestlers. Eighties, remember that? And you know, they 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 got people they got I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's get into reviews, but guys, before we do that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. I'm Shotzi Blackheart and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. Guys, if you like what you're listening to, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Check us out each week at SoundCloud.com slash Radio for The B Show, where me and Michael Vergara talk about NXT and AEW Dynamite. That's SoundCloud.com slash Radio. And we're back for review time. It's time to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT in case we didn't make that clear at the beginning of the show because I don't think I did. That, that's what the beast show is all about, man. It's the, the skeletons of, uh, or the meat, whichever you want to call it. The, the meat and potatoes of the show, as some would say. Oh, yeah, as, as Chris Jericho would say about certain things. Hmm. AEW Dynamite, April 15th, 2020, happened last night. We start off with a uh, second week in a row, or third week in a row, I don't really remember, of a Jake promo, Jake the Snake promo. Uh, it's the same one as he always does. He says, Lance Archer is the life of the party, commands the most attention, calls the TNT title a ball, because he can get it, and he'll run with it, he's like an animal. Uh, every win is a little bit closer to what they want. 
calls Lance 270, 270 pounds of raw steel. He was forced to go to Japan to make a living after being forced out of the U.S. because he's so dangerous. Uh, says Lance is an animal and uh, all that stuff. Uh, really good Jake the Snake promo. He, it really diverted the attention towards how good Lance is and not how how much of a great talker Jake is. Like it was really, it was more in service to Lance Archer now, which you would, which is the main, which is the main goal. Uh, Jericho and Tony are on the call again. Uh, Jericho plugs a contest for everyone over 21 to record themselves for 10 seconds of them watching AEW Dynamite to win six bottles of Jericho's bubbly. Like I'm really, I'm really, I think they're gonna. I think dynamite parties are going to set are set for a comeback once this whole thing blows over. A little bit of bubbly. Like you know how there were nitro parties? I think there's Oh I think yeah, yeah. My parties now. They're really going to go all WCW with that stuff. Uh, we start with a Colt Cabana video promo. Uh, he puts over his 15-year career, world-renowned, even more so than Archer. He's uh, He says he's not looking past Archer, but he but he says he's a big bad dude, but he's bitten, beaten big bad dudes before. Uh, this was nice because I, I thought this was nice because like we know that Colt is not going to win, but it's always... It's always good and service for the audience to at least put a little sprinkle of doubt. What do you think? What with video promo? Oh, just like just the fact that they made this video promo of Colt Cabana. Boom, like, boom, Colt Cabana. The fact that they um, they didn't want to make him like this jobber. Like they kind of they kind of made him like opponent who you know. You got to make it believable. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like that. I like the I like the fact that they're saying, yeah. I mean, he's going against Lance Archer, but. You know, it's it's boom boom. It's Colt Cabana. Like it, like it's just little stuff like that. Like it engage. I think it like engages the audience. You know, it's just like, like it's like Gato or uh, Gato, right? Not Gato. Um, okay. Toriano, okay. Toriano, and in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Sorry, it's been a minute. See how you can get those two confused. Um, they're four letter words, man. Um, you know. The, the, he's won countless times at, in big matches with comedy, you know? So, he, I mean, Colt Cabana knows a thing or two about Toriano. Yeah. Uh, tag, you know, tag league. They're both tag league uh, finalists. And, uh, yeah. Colt Cabana versus Lance Archer. First round of the TNT Championship Tournament. Uh, Lance Archer punches a random dude in the audience before the bell rings. Oh, that's uh, not nice. Knows who he is. Nobody knows who he is. They just said, he just punched a random guy. Uh, Colt fights back after a cheap shot. Colt employs wrestling video game tactics of baiting Archer in and out of the ring, switching places constantly. It's very smart. Uh, the, second, the second Colt does a little comedy on his offense. He gets caught with a slam from Archer, which I thought was good psychology. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't go doing jokes towards this man. Yeah. Archer asks for a free shot to Colt, but continues to beat him up. Colt mounts a comeback. Jericho stutters more, but yells for him to punch Archer in the face. Uh, boo-boo Melville from Colt, but more pounce to the ounce from Archer. Blackout to Colt. Pin, win. Archer advances to the semifinals. I thought it was a pretty good match. Um, you know, it's good to see Colt Cabana in, a, in an AEW ring. It's good to see him in a nationally televised match on TNT. Um, he's, he certainly has come a long way. Uh, and I thought he did a good job making Archer, you know, good. Yeah. Getting into this tournament. What'd you think? Uh, well, I didn't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so that sucks. I mean, I didn't have enough time last night to watch both shows, but I did oh. uh, watch NXT. So this, I'll say this. Um, when that, when those layoffs were announced, um, the afternoon, like at around one, like I, the least thing I wanted to do was watch wrestling, even dynamite. But, uh, I'm glad I did. I'm glad I did. I watched this dynamite because I had 
what else do? What else? What else am I going to do? What are you going to do exactly? What are you going to do? Um, a Britt Baker promo from her dental office. She goes over what it means to be a role model with a sheet of paper. Uh, like a what do you call those big sheets of paper? It's when they have to present. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah, paper. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. Uh, rule one: always fight fair. Credits are grit, passion, dedication to keep fighting. Whips out a latex glove and an anesthesia syringe, ah. and she just and she just straight up just pumps pumps anesthesia out of that syringe. I thought it was weird, but uh-huh. Britt Baker. Um, we'll see her later on tonight. Uh, we got ESPN reporter and host of the Ariel Hawani MMA show, Ariel Hawani. He sells the Mox Hager main event. He goes with Hager because MMA. Bellator he, stuff, right? Uh, Bellator, Bellator, right? Um, he Well, you know, like Hawani, he just covers MMA in general. Yeah. yeah. He's an MMA journalist, and he calls him – he calls Hager by his shoot name. I forgot what it was because uh, – I don't know, because he's a shoot fighter. Yeah. Uh, Taz, he chooses Mox because it's not hey, MMA. Bro. Yeah. That's pretty much like, so throughout the show, you just have a bunch of MMA people call choosing the MMA guy and a bunch of wrestling people besides the members of the inner circle choosing Moxley. Yeah. So wrestling, wrestling people choose the wrestler. MMA people choose the wrestler, but who's also into MMA. Right, right. Uh, Cassandra Golden versus Britt Baker. Uh, well, actually, before that, we have a video of Taz breaking down every hold from Hager and just deconstructing, like, oh, look at this, and look at that, and look at this. Uh, I gotta say, this makes Hager way better than he has any right to be, and it's just what <laughs> was presented. Uh, thought it was, I thought it was a pretty cool way. It's a sports-like presentation. Corey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cassandra Golden versus Britt Baker. Jericho suggests Golden, Anna Jay, uh, and Baker to just beat all beat up Sheeta because she beat all because Sheeta beat all three of them up. Uh, Baker kicks Golden on the jaw. She drives Golden Golden's teeth onto the ropes and kicks b- b- the back of her head. Goes for the pin and win. Quick stuff. I thought Jericho made this match, but you know, Britt Baker. You know, she is. I mean, I don't know how much how many more women are in the are over there in Florida, but they're making the she's really making the most out of the situation. There's a good amount of women in Florida. I would think so. Yeah. I think so. Sure they got hot babes, right? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, more videos from people choosing Mox or Hager. Uh, writer, comedian Ron Funches. Uh, big fan of his. He chooses Moxley. Bellator commentator Mike Goldberg Ooh, chooses Hager. Time. Again, MMA. Uh, double or nothing promo. We talked about that early in the show. I don't want double or nothing. Um it was actually a pretty good video. Like they just went, the, they kind of went over the fact of how like how special Double or Nothing is. Remember Cody versus Dustin and how oh, amazing that match that was. was Remember Jericho? Yeah. Remember Kenny Omega? Oh my yeah. god! Uh, and then after that, we got the Bubbly Bunch. Uh, it's pretty much all the members of the Inner Circle talking to each other over Facetime. Uh, you got uh, you got Santana and Ortiz just talking about the Young Bucks. I'm hearing a weird thing in my from your end. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, Sammy Guevara calls Matt Hardy and beats up uh, and beats him up single time, which is one, two, three, four, five, single, 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 single. Uh, as he punches a punching bag, everyone's just talking to each other on Facetime. They all hype up Hager. Jericho's cooking sunny side up eggs on a really nice looking solid stove. It's what's it's it's one of those stoves where it's just straight up just like a. Like black plastic thing. I've never seen these before, but they do exist. 
Uh, and of course, he's using a metal spatula on nonstick pans because he's a freaking heel. Uh, he pours orange juice and spills it all, almost all of it on the stove, and immediately in the next shot, it's all clean because, you know, we're on a editing. <laughs> editing. Jericho makes a Tiger King reference again, calls Cody Cody Exotic, and he asks for toilet paper because they're out of toilet paper. Uh-huh. Uh, Should D. Pineapple, as uh, Jericho calls him, Pineapple Pete versus Sammy Guevara. Take down float over from Sammy. Jericho calls his tag team with Sammy the Sex Gods. Good name. Uh, delayed vertical suplex from Sammy. Jericho continues to cheer him on. Inverted torture rack knee strike to Shug D for the dub. Post-match, Sammy gets the mic and says it's light work for the Spanish God. Does a spoiler promo and says Sammy Guevara beats the shit out of Darby on. Uh, much to Jericho's delight. He continues to stomp on Shug D. Darby Allen goes in for the saves, and they stare, stare each other down. Jericho says, not to worry, the sex god always comes out on top. What? Uh, so that's Sammy Garo versus Darby Allen next week, which should be a great match. Who knows? Who do you, who do you got for Sammy Guevara and Darby Allen? Sammy. You think Sammy? They're not going to do... You know, they're they're going to hold off on the whole Cody and Darby Allen thing. No, I mean, they're going to... They're gonna they're, they're gonna try to like screw, screw um, Darby Allen, I believe. The sex god. I mean, come on, they're the sex god. They'll try yeah. to screw anything. You know. Yeah. Uh, Bellator referee Big John McCarthy chooses Hager because again MMA. Excalibur would choose Hager if it was a cage match because of MMA, but it's a street fight, so he'll choose Moxley. <laughs> nice to hear from Excalibur again. Uh, a I mean, yeah. Kip Sabian with Penelope Ford versus Chuck Taylor with Orange Cassidy. They start out fast. Arm drags are plenty. Two counts. Jericho loves Penelope Ford's leather pants. Uh, me too. Says I mean, he wears it on the hot tub and insists on wearing the belt unless you want to give everyone a show. Yeah. I thought that was a really great line. Uh, Chuck suplexes Kip onto the, onto the apron from the floor. Jericho keeps being bothered by Chuck's physique. Chuck misses a moonsault and gets a missile drop kick. Penalty kick from Kip. Chuck attempts his moonsault but lands on his feet and gives Kip a Michinoku driver, which Jericho suggests that he calls it the Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, Red Cross from Kip, slingshot suplex, all for a two count. Eat defeat from Chuck. Penelope distracts Chuck, showing her feminine affairs, as Jericho would describe it. And then, to ta- uh, in response to this, Orange Cassidy distra- distracts Kip by r- slowly removing his jacket, trying to... Re- Deuce Kip Sabian, which I thought was really funny. Uh, Jimmy Havoc goes out and gives o- o- Orange Cassidy a cradle DDT. Uh, Ford gives Chuck a hurricane Rana. Kip rolls up Chuck for the pin and win. Uh, pretty good match. Uh, this was a better showing of Chuck Taylor in comparison to his pa- pack match, which I thought I would never say. Uh, Jericho compares Kip and Ford making out after the match to two salmon swimming upstream. His match with Kenny Omega was really good. Chuck Taylor? Yeah, or uh, I'm sorry, no, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of uh, Trent. Trent, yeah, sorry, not on this show. Now there was Kenny Omega. Interestingly, mm. he'll be he'll, he'll be mm. interesting. He's gonna wrestle next week. Mm. What are you trying to do? What? Because I see you just kind of fiddling around with something. I'm not fiddling. Let's continue. <laughs> what are you? I can hear it, man. Uh, Justin Law versus Sh- uh, oh we got more people choosing uh, either Moxley or Hager. Dan Soder, he's an actor from some show that I, I don't watch. Chooses Moxley. Ortiz and Sam Guevara give an unbiased choice of Hager. 
Justin Law versus Sean Spears. Spears keeps his shirt on, shades of Tetsuya Naito, so you know how important this match is. He keeps insisting that he will give him a fighting chance and going on a down position amateur style. Justin uh, surprisingly rolls him up to everybody's surprise. Two counts. Spears ups his aggression, running C4, which is running Death Valley Driver. Spears wins the match. Again, I think they were just filling time. But yeah. it's good to see Sean Spears, and it's good to hear the work of Josiah Williams. Hope he lands on his feet somewhere. Yes. Uh, MMA man, Josh Thompson, chooses fellow MMA man, Hager. Santana of Inner Circle gives his hot take in choosing Hager as well. Uh, Big Hurt and gives the main events. Big Hurt, Jake Hager versus AEW World Champion John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. JR is on the call as Tony and Jericho sign off. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Mox is wearing his finest camo shorts from Dickies that he bought probably, bought probably around 2004. Uh, this is not in QT Marshall's place, by the way. It's in Daly's place, uh, which you can aptly see from the environment and just the fact that no one's there. Miss uh, mm. both men as they both have camo short, shorts. It's like they're like it's like they they look like more of our tag teams. It's like there was one. There was like only one store open, and they had to get something to wear, right? Very surplus store. It's like ah, I guess I guess this is it. Uh, traditional ass wrestling to start. In fact, I think a lot of this was actually like traditional ass wrestling considering it's a it's a no holds barred gotta love traditional ass wrestling i mean that's what you expect from a wrestling show uh mox fighting for leg control they go to the outside mox springboard dives into hager sunset flip from mox only for the concrete to stiff mox figure four on the ring post from mox this is when they go outside the ring uh they beat each other up back to the ring moxley hits the running knee i had a choice between taking notes in this match or chicken wings i chose chicken wings uh, there's a chair involved. JR is just calling this. He just, uh, God bless I just thought I I was not too much of a big fan of it because he was. Where'd you get your chicken wings from? Uh, just a place across the street from my house. Oh. Uh, and uh, yeah, let me see what else here. Are I'm they like buffalo my... wings or are they like barbecue wings? They're buffalo. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Paradigm shift on the chair, whatever. Moxley retains. I just couldn't get into this match whatsoever. To me, I thought this was... This sort of did remind me of all the... Of the Edge and Orton, Chapa Gargano, just walk from one place to another as you both punch each other in the face and have these really weird, awkward silences. And, yeah, I, it just it, it just wasn't for me. It was doing get nothing up, for me. Get up. Uh, <clears throat> Mm. Yeah. Is that all you got? That's all. Moxley retains. He beats Hager. Um, honestly, I'll say this: this wouldn't be the first time an MMA fighter had the chance to do interesting with Moxley, but to have everything fall flat, and it's through no fault of Moxley. Uh, I, you know, Hager, I, he still does nothing for me. I ain't trying to just, I, I, I ain't trying to just drag on the guy too much. But to me, it's just this was this this really it was the most wwe like i felt out of an aew match and uh it makes sense considering where the both these guys come from but i expected more wasn't a big fan of it and i think yeah that was dynamite like it was an it, it was the most empty or it was the most it was the emptiest i've ever felt in an empty arena match from a dynamite in a very for the first time in a very long time yeah i mean yeah but, uh, with it there. Yeah, that was dynamite. It was, overall, it was still it was still a pretty good show. I, despite the fact that I me not liking them that much, I thought 
really the best match I thought was the Kip Sabian Chuck Taylor match, which is something you I normally would never say in a, on an episode of Dynamite. I thought Lance Archer looked good for what they showed, um, but yeah. Next week we got Orange Cassidy versus Jimmy Havoc. For some reason, Orange Cassidy Dynamite singles Dynamite debut, which is very interesting to me in front of no to, crowd. With a, to a no crowd because that'll be. Actually, it plays into his character if you think about it. He yeah. could, he could, he he could really play into like the whole like that there is a crowd and he's like feeding off of them at a certain point. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but that was dynamite. That was dynamite. And from dynamite, we go to see what's next, and that's NXT, which is three out of four letters of the word next. So. <laughs> Oh, God, I'm going crazy over This is what happens when I sit down and listen to a, a recap of Dynamite. I'm just like, sometimes I get I get a little spaced sometimes out. Sometimes you're like, like, oh, man, I wish I watched that instead. We kick off with a recap of last week's Broken Heart Boneyard Funhouse match, where we had Gargano and his wife screwing Tommaso Ciampa out of the win. Um, and later tonight, we will get um, a video from Tommaso Ciampa. Apparently, he's going to admit that Gargano is the better man. So that's that's still something people fight for. Uh, we kick things off officially with our first match, Finn Balor versus Fabian Eichner, which is pretty pretty good match, actually, especially with uh, no crowd. They did well going back and forth. The two start out slow. Marcel Bartel uh, joins Eichner ringside. Uh, Eichner is a lot bigger than Balor, and Eichner using his strength advantage, beating down on Balor to get things started. Balor, however, however, is a far more skilled competitor than Eichner is, and quickly comes back with a uh, forearm strike to the throat and a standing double stomp. Uh, we have a commercial break, which really kind of messed up the flow of the match because... Um, Okay, it just it started all over. We came back. Eichner had the the heat again. He was getting the heat, and Balor had to do another comeback. How much is the fact that, like, it, would you say the same thing? Would you say the same thing if there was a crowd? In terms of the commercial breaks breaking up the flow of the match. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think we have in the past. Yeah. You know, so um, this is something WWE has done for a long time. They go to commercial break and all of a sudden it's like some the heel has the heat again. And it's like, oh, oh, OK, that whole comeback. And be, OK, that was for now. OK, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. Um, like I said, although, um, like I said, just before the break, we saw Eichner uh, overpowering Balor. Uh, Balor using a standing stomp. Bartel gets involved. Although Eichner did give Balor a one-arm deadlift powerbomb, which was really cool. Bartel gets involved again, receives a shotgun dropkick into the barricade for his trouble. Eichner misses the uh, the bi-rope moonsault he does. He jumps from one rope to another, gives a moonsault, which looked pretty bad when he hit the ground. Shotgun dropkick, coup de gras, 19-16 to Eichner. The pin and the win for Finn Balor. One weird thing about um, uh, Balor now, though, is he has two setup moves to his finisher. So the 1916 is his finisher, but he does the shotgun dropkick to the coup de gras to the 1916. Because I think because of his uh, his character change, he doesn't want to make either like he. It's I think it's just a different move set for a different character. I guess yeah. because I think the coup de gras is very much a face move, even though I don't know what the fuck Finn is <laughs> at this point. Uh, Shades of gray. So. 
Fifty Shades of Balor. Uh, next up, we have a Charlotte uh, Charlotte Flair, your new NXT Women's Champion video package. She's, this was really good. What? This was really good. Yep. I thought this was a really good uh, video, but go on. It was pretty good. Uh, she said she's not going to apologize for her greatness, and she's going to do something that no one else has done, and that's dominate three eras at once, the past, the present, and the future. She's dominated the past in NXT, even beating uh, Paige and becoming the first... Uh, uh, WWE Women's Champion once we got rid of the Divas title. Um, and then she kind of says she has her, even though Io Shirai's next in line, kind of says she has her eyes on Mia Yim, which was because, interesting. Well, because she was like she was one of her first opponents on NXT. I think she was her first opponent on NXT TV. Which is interesting for me to think how, think about like how long Mia Yim has been in that like, it's interesting to me to think of Mia Yim during that period of NXT. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't even notice her at the time, you know? Yeah, so. I didn't even I didn't even realize that. So, uh, yeah, no, so she said she's going to hand Mia Yim the first lottery ticket, which I guess is going to be her first match defending the NXT women's title against her. I don't know if it's Io Shirai or Mia Yim first, but hey, they'll figure it out. And after this, we have Aaliyah versus Zia Lee. Aaliyah admits to taking out Zia Lee a few weeks ago. What? We didn't see that coming, but it happened. Uh, Aaliyah, though, comes out, and uh, she's not like most wrestlers because um, she doesn't take her time to do her entrance when she's pissed off. She makes a beeline right down for Aaliyah and goes right after her. Uh, Aaliyah does take control for some uh, bits of the match, and yep, it's a little boring. Lee fights back with a series of kicks, and we have the running spinning kick to Aaliyah's back. Pin, win, Zia Lee. Zia Lee, I think, is looking better and better. Because um, yeah. I, I was actually interested in this match for a moment. Yeah, she was showing a little bit more extra aggression in her offense. And would think, I, I was just under the assumption, like, oh, no, she's turning heel just because she's not doing anything. But, yeah, uh, she continues to becoming to become an ongoing project for the Performance Center. And... It's there. You can see progression in her. Yeah. You know, she started like she. You, there were there were times where you could see her like being really green, but you know, she's getting her reps in, and who knows what it, what she'll perform like say six months down the road. Yeah. And then we have our first match of the interim cruiserweight title ma- uh, tournament. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. It's so many fucking things. It's like, I, yeah. Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Akira Tozawa. So, uh, I mean, hey. Before you even start, are you gonna are you gonna go out of your way to watch two hundred five live to watch some of their other matches? Should I, yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. I mean, if I got nothing to do on a Friday night, yeah, might as well, right? I am quarantined. After all this, after all what's going on in the world, two hundred five life seems to survive all of this. <laughs> <laughs> We're still here, guys. Uh, not its general manager, though. Wait, but who's calling 205? Who do you think is going to call 205 Live? Uh, now that 88 is no longer. Uh, probably whatever. fucking, um, I don't know, uh, Tom Phillips and Corey Graves. Is Vic Joseph still with them? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Look, let me, you keep going. Anyways, uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Akira Zawa to, you know, like I said, interim cruiserweight title uh, tournament. This is to crown the interim cruiserweight champion. 
this is a round robin tournament, so it's not first lose, first eliminated. It's everyone in each group is going to face each other once, and the one who has the best score is going to face the gr- person in group B who has the best score at the end. Uh, so these two start off, they exchange strikes, and then it slows down because, hey, it's a cruiserweight match in WWE in 2020, so they have to you know throw some headlocks in there. Uh, Tozawa did give uh, a running senton to the barricade into Swerve at one point. Almost gets dropped on his head in a landing, uh, which looks kind of bad because you see Tozawa kind of kicking his feet at the time, holding the back of his head. Octopus Lock transitioned into a dragon sleeper to Swerve. German suplex followed by a house gall, which is kind of a snap kick to the back of Tozawa's head, followed by a kick out. Tozawa fights back, eventually lands a senton on Swerve. Pin, win, Tozawa, 1-0 in the tournament, which was actually kind of shocking. On the board, it's probably because of all those ramen noodles he's been eating. You know what? I felt like they're like, fuck, man. Jerry, did you say that? Uh, all right, well, you know what? Um, we're going to keep give- going. Stay there, Jerry. Yeah. You know, keep going. Just stay on in Florida. Um, know, yes. Well, actually, you should keep going back and forth to, you know what? I don't know. You know what I like, though? They did bring up uh, Tazawa's cruiserweight title history because he was champion for a week. Oh, the ever-prestigious cruiserweight championship. You know, when he beat... I mean, that's what everybody's fighting for, right? So, when he beat whatever. and lost to Enzo Amori, so... Who? How you doing? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, uh, he his cruiserweight title run, I like how they're bringing that back into the fold, at least talking about it, so... Yeah, like I said, uh, surprising win for Akira Tozawa. He goes up one nothing in the tournament. Next up, we have uh, El Hijo del Fantasma video package, and uh, wow, this guy! Uh, How ugly do you think this man must be for him to keep that mask? You know what? It is lucha. What you are? You, you now you're like the Jerry Lawler over there. That's just that's um. I'm making a joke, Corey. You know, uh, one of my favorite lines from WWE is by one Santino Marella. And he says, you, uh, he's talking about Rey Mysterio. He goes, to wear a mask like that, you have to be incredibly, incredibly ugly. Or you must be the Batman. And he is not the Batman. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah, But neither thing. is Hal Eho de Fantasma. Uh, he's on an overpass with a suit. It looks cool. It's all dark. He is, uh, said he's competed in some of the biggest Lucha Libre companies in the world, and now he's here to win the Cruiserweight Championship, or at least to be the interim Cruiserweight Champion. So, yeah. Uh, we have Raquel Gonzalez versus uh, Tegan Knox. Um, Raquel is big and bad, so she's like Diesel. At least that's what I get from it. Uh, Dakota Kai gets involved in the match and uh, for some reason Shotzi Blackout comes out to even up the odds Knox gets the roll up victory on Raquel Gonzalez pin and win uh, I, I just realized something what's like, that I, I probably should have realized this a long time ago but Triple H has a real fascination with biker girls or biker looking girls like no disrespect to Shotzi Blackheart but like there's a lot like there's a lot of similar similarities and aesthetics between her, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley. Yeah, the girls getting pushed, right? Who were the girls getting pushed before, too? They were a little bit more uh, fluorescent colored. They were like the Sasha Banks, the Charlotte Flairs, the Becky. I'm just saying, there's like, you know, we rag on Vince having a type, but like there are certain ways that Triple H kind of has a type as well. I don't not think that, I don't think it's him. Detriment, but, yeah. I, I, like I said, I think this is like. It, it's whatever his, I think his daughter helped his you know because his daughter's training to be a wrestler who 
Triple H's daughter. Aurora? Yeah, the older one. She's training to be a wrestler. Oh, great. And I think I mean, a, hey, we'll see, man. And I think a lot of this has to do with, you know, who she's into at the time. And, I, and I've said this for years, you know, like like before you saw Bailey, Sasha, they all kind of had like bright kind of Googling that Triple H's daughter has been doing it. I swear, man. And now but now you see people like um, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, um, you know, Raquel Gonzalez. Now, I guess you can Raquel? add her or what was what it? Rachel? No, was it not Raquel? It's, it's, it's Raquel. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sure it's happened a lot in her life. Next up, Keith Lee in a video package. This is actually a pretty good video package. Did you see this? Did you yeah. did you see this? Did you see this? Yeah. Uh, says he started wrestling at 20 because of his grandma and his family didn't agree with it. So much so to the point where they kicked him out of his house to the point when he was homeless. He Damn. said he, he sacrificed a lot for his this business and that uh, it could have either went in two directions. He could either give up or grind and work harder because that's really? what it means to be limitless. Wasn't he a football player? Yeah. He was a football player. I gave that up, too. Not like NFL. I think he was, like, college. So. All right. Yeah, uh, no, it was good. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, it was a good video package. Made him look like a million bucks. And like I said, it just reminded me. I was like, oh, he was at the first indie show I was ever at. That's that's fun. Sentiment. Sentimental connection. Him and Matt Riddle and Chuck E.T. Damn. Quite a show. And uh, Cassius Ono. Uh, anyways, uh, Dexter Loomis versus Tehuti Miles. Yeah. Uh, Miles is a very suave AF person. Uh, are you saying that because, like, are you doing the AF because Miles has been doing the AF thing? No, I, I actually didn't even notice that he was. But no, um, uh, Miles, he just comes out. He, he looks very he looks very nice. He's dressed very well. Uh, Loomis stares at Tehuti. Tehuti replies, what's going on? Anyone in there? Da 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 da. It's a squash match. Anaconda Vice to Tehuti. Submission victory for Dexter Loomis. Yeah, they're, uh, they're giving him quite the push, as we will see later in the show. Just, you know, ain't, what, what a name, Dexter yeah. Loomis. Just definitely not a, a, a tribute to one Dexter Mo- Morgan and Sam Loomis. No, definitely not. You know what they have? You know what they both have in common? Are they serial killers? They both have S's in their name. Ooh. Anyways, that too. Actually, they're both serial killers. Okay. No, I, Dexter Morgan's not a serial killer. Who right? is? Who's, is it the TV show Dexter? Yeah, but then doesn't like isn't the whole point of that show is that Dexter like he he kills serial death. killers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, he's a serial yeah. killer, serial killer. Yeah, so yes, he is a serial killer. You watch that show? No, <laughs> I, I got. I remember watching like a good amount into the first season. Never solved the, that case, but eh, whatever. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> uh, um, then we move on to Adam Cole in his cool indoor outdoor area at his house. Finally, has a Adam Cole baby shirt on, so he took our hint from last week. Thank you, Adam Cole. Um, says he, he says uh, in this world we have uh, we have reality and uh, we have reality that we have to protect and what's worthy of protecting is uh, that no one has a shot at the NXT no one ha- is worthy of having a shot at the NXT title um, and that even though no one does Velveteen Dream absolutely doesn't so yeah 
Uh, says later tonight that Adam or that the uh, undisputed heir is going to beat Matt Riddle and take the tag team titles back. That's when we cut to the ring. Velveteen Dream comes out to a one mic at the stand at like a podium somewhere. Uh, he says he's disappointed that Cole no showed him this week just to play video games. Dream mentions that Cole is the longest reigning and greatest NXT champion of all time. That's when the camera kind of pans to the left and you see Finn Balor over the shoulder of Velveteen Dream. He comes out. He says, oh, I've never said your name before. I've in fact, I've never even talked to you before, buddy. Hearty, hearty, hearty. But you know what? When you talk about the greatest NXT champion, you are looking at him. Next week, we're going to go out and we're going to have fun and we're going to go dancing and I'm going to take you out for some pizza, buddy. Um, Did he really say that? No. He says, uh, next week, uh, we're going to, we're going to see, you're going to see what the NXT, yeah, they're going to have a match next week. What I'm trying to say. It's, it's, it's interesting how they're, um, how Finn has just been inserted into this program just so like so abruptly it, it, yeah so well, like, like Adam Cole was uh, abruptly added to this uh, storyline too no I think I think with uh, with Adam Cole like that it was a logical conclusion that dream was gonna be like gonna go for the title it's just do you think it's really a, at the beginning no, 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 no. Of, do you the... think it's indictment of confidence? To, uh, towards dream to have to be to have Finn Balor be inserted into this program because I, like to be honest with you like in in ring like and hell in and even outside the ring I think uh, dream has been sort of just treading water and just having some like the material like some material that he's been doing has just been sort of been sort of mixed flat like yeah 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 you think this is just a vote of no confidence to dream um I think it's starting to be you know, yeah. uh, if Ballard gets inserted to this title picture, yeah, it definitely is. But if, but I, I can't see where it goes. Maybe I know. mean that's sort of what I the fact that Finn was even on this. But you have Finn, you know, going after the NXT UK title and still kind of continuing that storyline, even though he can't face uh, Volta right now. It, it just it, to me, it, it's it's all over the place. I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, you could theoretically you could have Finn and Dream wrestle like this could be a number one contenders match and you'd have logically like you could probably have members of Imperium uh, Imperium interfere in that match or Undisputed Era you know it wouldn't make sense with Undisputed Era because he that would just he would that would just continue on with Undisputed Era but with Imperium you have a reason why Finn would just you know feud with them well I'm saying that you know both groups come out I don't know to kind of get the job done, quote unquote. Oh, I know what's the solution to this. What? War games. War games. Yeah. Uh, no, but no war games. Uh, we have an Indus Share video package. Uh, what's his name? Malcolm Devon. Malcolm Bivens. Malcolm Bivens. I still don't like him. He seems like oh, he's, seems like know. a geek. Well, is that's kind of his character. Uh, again, I I hear good things about him. Uh, I don't probably. The way he's presented on NXT is probably questionable. Yeah. Maybe that's why you don't like him. Maybe it's just... I don't know. I don't know. Um, also, next week, we have a list of matches announced. Uh, Kushida versus Tony Nese, which will be fun. Drake Man. Drake Maverick versus Jake Atlas. Uh Drake, Drake Maverick. Drake versus Jake. <laughs> Drake versus also, Jake. Also, Drake... Uh, that'll be an interesting one to see, yeah. honestly. Uh, when what when, uh, did they did they did they tell you what show that Drake versus Jake is going to be in? These are all next week. 
So next week on NXT. Yeah, live. So are there so, any matches happening on 205 Live? I don't know. I, I, I would have to check into that. Okay. Uh, then we have Phantasma versus uh, uh, Jack Gallagher. I don't know why I almost call him Drew Gallagher. Oh, yes. The return of Jack Gallagher and his tattoos. Um, and also, Tegan Knox and Shotzi Blackheart versus Dakota Kai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Neat. Friend of the show, Shotzi Blackheart. Yeah. Um, I'll say that every time she gets brought up. Undisputed Air versus Riddle and the debuting Timothy Thatcher. Um, well, there was a bit of build-up of suspense for Timothy Thatcher, but go on. Um, I mean, this is a really – this is a good match. The thing about – the thing about Timothy Thatcher matches is every time I go into it, I get super juiced about seeing him, and then I see him, and I'm like, "Oh, I forget how slow they are." I mean, like, are, is it just is it are you, is it just you not being a fan of his style? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. Well, what do you think of Zack Saber Junior. matches? They can be the kind of same way sometimes. So, I get super excited going into it, and then I get all like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." So, like, maybe it's just. Maybe it's just the fact that you're just kind of just not a fan of the European grapple, grapple, fuck, shoot style. Maybe. You know, that's just, that's your taste. Like yeah, I, I don't like fuck, shoot style. And there, and there are times where, like, yeah, I can get kind of impatient about it. But Impatient. Like, again, like, I kind of like, that's that's the style of wrestling I, like, that's the style, that's the style of wrestling or wrestlers that I just sort of gravitate towards. And I, I liked, I liked Timothy Thatcher showing. I liked I liked this match. He's got a great look, and I'll give it. You know, he's from what? He's from Sacramento, so he's from. He's, he's a local boy. Former APW Universal Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, he's, and he's former a, Midcard Champion. So, um, longest evolved champion too. So, um, it's a good match. Stereo uh, gut wrench uh, suplexes to both uh, members of the Undisputed Era at the same time. Um, the end of the match saw a Fujiwara armbar applied to Roderick Strong, who almost taps instantly. Um, so Thatcher is the one to save the titles for um, Pete Dunne and Math- Matthew Riddell. Um, so, I mean, this is good. I mean, I don't see uh, – maybe maybe he'll – it'll be like a three-way group now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to see another stable. But he'll be a good addition. He's like a buff – like I feel like he's like a buff Sami Zayn. Like if Sami Zayn was like, that's my older brother, he'd be like, yeah. You would believe it. I would, I would hope Sami Zayn would – I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. He'd be a good fit with the with with Cesaro and Shinsuke and <sighs> yeah. Next up though is our main event time. It's main event time, Michael. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa is going to admit that Gargano was the bigger person, but the bigger man. Well, the bigger person. Yeah, the bigger man. You're right. Um, but. Really, Champa is the bigger person because he says, "This is over. I'm over this." So he's technically the bigger person here. Um, but you know, he's saying right now, he's willing to let bygones be bygones at this point. Exactly. Just it is. He's he's just saying it is what it is. Exactly. And then he's attacked by a mysterious man uh, taking him down. All you hear is a bunch of grunting, and then you see a very, very tall, tall heel or high heeled boot in the frame. So you don't know who, whose boot that is, but a face comes in the frame saying TikTok, and it's uh, Killer Cross. Uh, he goes by the name of Carrion Cross, Corey. They never said his name, but that's but I hear that's yeah, what he's, I know. He's I was going to mention that. It's a dumb name. They can't say Killer on WWE TV, but they can have a Boneyard match. That's okay, right? I mean, it's okay in the eyes of WWE, apparently. I feel like. 
you can say like I will put you six feet under in WWE and it would be fine. But if you said I will kill you, it's not okay. You got to be creative. You got to subtle. Yeah, gotta tell that to be, WWE. You got to be creative. The audience's intelligence, man. That's exactly what WWE just said. Goes. Ugh. Anyway. NXT? That was NXT. That was Dynamite. That was the B show. So guys, what do you think of the show? I uh, I really like Timothy Thatcher. Uh, I liked I liked the beginning and the end matches. Those were fun. Uh, the compl- the middle was a little. Eichner Balor. I thought I kind of expected better a little bit. I really liked that match for their situation, but yeah, yeah. So. Well, let's get out of here. I got to start getting ready for my actual job. So, <laughs> uh, good talking to you, Corey. guys. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we'll see you guys later. Bye. Later.